Come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, that lones and lonely exile here, until the sign of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to thee, O Israel O come thou key of David, come And open wide our heavenly Make safe the way that leads to thee And close the path to misery Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to thee, O Israel Oh, come desire of nations bind All people in one heart and mind Bid thou our sad division cease And be thyself our King of Peace Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to thee, O Israel Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to thee, O Merry Christmas, good afternoon, welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint, what I like to call my annual Christmas special, where we get together and talk about Jesus and uh, talk about the life that Jesus gives us. It began, of course, in eternity past and this ultimate plan that God had to desire to, to love the people he created, but there was this wall called sin. And, of course, he broke it and said, you know, death does not have the power when the resurrection took place. But it all started in that little uh, humble beginning in Bethlehem. Uh, I've been to Bethlehem twice this year and uh, have been to the place where our Savior was born. And it is incredible to think, even if you go or don't go, to know the fact that he was born. And Emmanuel, God is with us. And we want to welcome you to this show. And I have the pleasure of welcoming some dear friends of mine, Carolyn Long, who's been singing there. And on accompaniment, we've got Harrison Neblett 
and thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Thanks Merry for coming Christmas today. Merry Christmas to you, too. <laughs> we're glad to be here. We want to say hi to our Facebook friends because we're also carrying it live. We already have people saying it sounds great. And Merry Christmas to our friends. And be sure and share this and and uh, also uh, give us some hearts and thumbs, whatever you do to make this thing to go. And we just want to celebrate Jesus. Carolyn, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. I, I just kind of called you. Kind of, I'll say last minute. Sometimes I do call last minute, but it was great. It was right on time. For was me. it on time? Yeah. Okay. It was right on time. For you, me. you told me a little story before we went on the microphone mm-hmm. about something that you've experienced physically, and guess how God kind of took you through a journey to compare that to some of His uh, physical sufferings. Right. Um, what I was said like three days before you called me, um, I started really thinking about Christmas and just about Jesus and about my favorite telling of the Christmas story is John 1. Like the word was God and the word was, he was with God. And the fact that the word put on flesh. Um, and so I recently have been diagnosed with a disease that causes my flesh a lot of pain. And so it makes me think more about the fact that God himself chose to put on flesh and dwell among us. And that, um, that in itself was a painful choice. Yes. Wow. And, you know, so many people during Christmas time, we talk about, you know, we see the lights and we see the tinsel and we see all of the festive things that happen. But for some, it's a lonely place, you know, and uh, maybe someone has lost a family member recently or uh, maybe something in the past, you know, Christmas, it just brings back bad memories, you know. And so uh, is there really a way to have peace? Is there really a way to have joy in, in this life, you know, and you, we know there is, right. you know, we, we do. And it's really hard to understand if you've really never experienced that. And we really hope that your heart would be open to listen, you know, to, as you mentioned, the word. Right. And it became flesh and what, and really what God offers through his son, Jesus. Right. And I think that's like the, we're in the Advent season right now. Yes. That's why I love O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, because it does give joy to those who are in Despair, um, a verse that we didn't sing, O come thou day spring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent here, by your, your coming, by your coming from heaven to put on flesh to dwell among us, disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadow put to flight. And so that there's joy in that we can find joy when we're walking through the season um, with the loss of loved ones. Because once we lose a loved one, we're never the same through the holiday season. Well, we're going to share some more this afternoon, but we also want to have plenty of time for music. So why don't you share some more music? Okay. Yeah, we will. This is two, two hymns, actually, that I love to put together and do as a medley. One small child in a land of a thousand. One small dream of a Savior tonight. One small hand reaching out to the starlight, one small savior of life. This, this is Christ, a king, whom shepherds, God, and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Ooh, 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 ooh. One 
king bringing his gold and riches one king ruling an army of might one king kneeling with incense and candlelight one king bringing us life this this is Christ the king Whom shepherds guard and angels sing Haste, haste to bring him, Lord The babe, the son of Mary small light from the light of a candle one small light from a city of might one small light from the stars in the endless night one small light from a face this this is Christ the King Whom shepherds guard and angels sing Haste, haste to bring him, Lord The babe, the son of That is so beautiful. Thank you so much again. I'll remind you're listening live here on AM640 and FM100.7 to our Mid-South Viewpoint Christmas special that I like to do each year and bring some friends in the studio. You know, uh, I think it's PBS or one of the uh, national radio networks does a thing called Tiny Concerts, and they, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, but they do it in their radio station, and they'll just bring different folks who come in and and do music, and uh, I love it, you know, because I love music and I love this time of year, so it's really special. Omaha, Nebraska is where Carolyn, you... Yes, were, it's where I came here you from. You came here from. And yes. so I can't imagine com- the contrast between Chris- Christmas and Omaha and Memphis. That's right. The biggest contrast is there's snow a lot of times <laughs> in, in Omaha for Christmas, where we don't often see it here in Memphis. But that's actually fine with me. I've lost all my Omaha blood, and I like the warmth. <laughs> so when it gets a little cold here, but I will be in Germany for Christmas, so I'll be in the land of castles and steeples and oh. lots of snow. The last time I was in Germany was back in 1980, actually just out of first year of college, and uh, went spent three months in Austria, traveled with a music team, actually. No, I did not sing. That's why I'm not singing today with these two. <laughs> uh, I did the sound mixing and played a little harmonica piece oh. that... I haven't picked up in years, but anyway, uh, it, it, Germany and Austria is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Now, they do, I know, an annual, I don't know, of course, it won't be at Christmas time. They do this big uh, passion play, I think, what, every 10 years. Have you ever been when they do that? I've not been, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be traveling, uh, mm-hmm. and tell me about your time there in Germany. Well, this time in Germany, I'm actually going to sing for a 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, really? Yes. But we'll be doing some Christmas songs as well. So on next Thursday, I'll be singing at a 50th wedding anniversary. And how long will you be there? Through Christmas? Yes. Okay. I'll be Christmasing with the Teipels in Germany. So oh, that's really beautiful. That I is, can't wait. That is going to be so nice. Yes. It really will be a great time. So just to be able to go to a candlelight 
Christmas Eve service. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's so beautiful. It is, yeah. And to take a little Jesus everywhere we go. Uh, you are also a single mom. Mm-hmm. Two children. Yep. Two wonderful kids. I know yes, you love and are, are so proud of. Uh, Tori, your daughter, has actually been on this program before in the past. We've shared some of her journeys. Yes. Uh, taking care of ministering to homeless people all over America. Uh, so talk about it. Can you reflect back? I know your kids are, you know, out of out of the home in college, and I know, of course, you get to see them and stuff. But as a single mom with small kids and at Christmas time and just, you know, trying to make ends meet, take care of family needs and also take care of, you know, a job and responsibilities it can be tough, huh? It can be really tough. And I, my, when my kids were little, I wasn't a single mom. Oh, you weren't? I wasn't. But times were tough an awful lot of times. And so it's really important, I think, when we go through the holiday season, it's still tough for me if I keep my focus on the fact that when people say, are you ready for Christmas yet? Well, (laughs) yes, my heart is ready for Christmas. Because a lot of the getting ready that a lot of people do, um, I can't do those things. Because if you don't have money, getting ready for Christmas is really easy. All you have to get ready is your heart. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think that I I don't – I have no regrets about that. Um, And I think um, even when we did – in seasons when we did have a little bit more money, I was – this is a whole different radio program, but I was raised without Christmas. I was raised um, in a religion that was very fundamental – it was fundamentalist religion, and so we kept the Old Testament holy days, and we did not do Christmas and Easter. Yeah. So for me, it was important to keep um, things Christ-based, and then, like, three presents is good enough, right? Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, we can overwhelm our kids, I think, sometimes, right. think they have to have every little gadget, you know, but— uh, right. Yeah, I think it's nice to, to keep the center and the focus on what, what Christmas is all about as we celebrate— uh, you know, music, I know, is a, such a special part of your life and, and Harry's life here, too. Uh, Harry actually even teaches guitar lessons to those who are looking for somebody to— And g- piano. And, and piano and probably what other instrument Harry plays. But uh, and He's a beautiful mentor for anybody that uh, yeah, he teaches. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, thanks, Harry. But uh, about 200 years ago, I guess in an Austrian town, there was mm-hmm. a song written that we sing. This is the 200th anniversary of Silent Night. Right. And I'm so glad that you actually have that song. And I told Harry the story. He didn't realize it. The night that song was going to be played in the church in Austria, and I've been to Austria, so I've seen some of these pump organs that you use your feet, pump air, I guess, into the organ so it can play. Is that right? So it broke the night they were going to have their Christmas Eve surface. But someone had an acoustic guitar. Someone has an acoustic guitar right now. Harry, Carolyn, Silent Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in Glory stream 
far Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia Christ the Savior is born Christ the Savior is born Silent night Holy night Sign of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord. You know, guys, I was just thinking as you sang that last little bit there, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. You've got God and you've got this baby packaged Mm -hmm. in one individual, you know? It's so amazing. You know, our minds can't even wrap around the the total concept of it. Yeah, I think we should take time trying. I think we should. To wrap our minds around it. And I think it's that's what, like I said earlier, um, that whole thought of God choosing out of his love for us to put on flesh, knowing it was going to be a painful experience, not just at the cross, but an infinite God choosing the containment of flesh, that's a painful thing. And so if we will just take time to be still and think about the fact that God chose to come with such a humble beginning— um, and that can help us to um, get back to our yeah. humble beginnings. You know, that really came to, I guess, a visual picture for me this Christmas. Last Wednesday night, my, my son, Joel, which you both mm-hmm. know, we went down to Brown Church. They had what they call a soulful Christmas. And it's an amazing, I don't know if you've ever seen their production. No, but it's but, on my calendar for next year. <laughs> it's my new tradition every year now, soulful Christmas at Brown Church. It's amazing. But they, I, I never seen a, a Christmas uh, production, which is is incredible. The vocals and the choirs and all that goes into it, but the, the sound, the biblical foundation for what they started with, they started with Adam and Eve, the very mm-hmm. beginning, and then there was one scene in there where they they have the angels in a heaven scene with Jesus interacting. That he says, "I'm having to leave heaven," and the angels are saying, yes. "No, Lord, you don't need to leave this." Right. A light kind of turned on, and I just became more aware. Because it said that, and I think it's in Philippians, he didn't consider deity. Basically, he laid that aside. Laid, right. yeah. Even though he was still God, but when he came, humbled himself to the point of taking on the flesh like we're talking exactly. about. That's what he did. It's a beautiful choice of love. Yes. yes. Wow. An amazing choice of love. Carolyn, what about special or unique memories of Christmas past? Um, I will... I think that when, again, it's a different story, but when that church that I was in came under grace and we were then allowed to do Christmas, um, not, this is a funny story, I don't know how I'm telling, (laughs) not everybody in the church so quickly embraced those changes. So our Christmas was like hidden, it was like in a bedroom where it was more intimate, I think, rather than to be on display for all to see. I think that's something that we need to be really careful about is to... um, not be posting pictures of things that we do in the holiday season yeah. to be showing the world how great we are. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But to be humble in our goings about, to be humble in our 
taking Christ to the world. It doesn't have to be something that's seen or heard about. Um, It's just something that we're called to do. You know, I saw uh, the power of God in a Christmas back in, I think it was 1997. Our family were serving as missionaries 10,000 miles on the other side of the world in island Guam, where we lived. And I was working for a radio ministry there. And right before Christmas, we had this incredible, they call it super typhoon that came through. It was 196 miles an hour, sustained winds with over 222 miles gust. And, you know, we, we saw the power of God. We were in our little concrete house with the walls shaking and water coming through the cracks. And, uh, you know, God protected us and protected. No one lost their life on the island during that time. But I remember it peeled the roof, our little church there in Marianas, the little town we lived in by, it peeled the roof off and it rain flooded inside and, you know, it destroyed all the carpets and the pews. But I remember we had our Christmas Eve service and it was bare concrete walls, I mean floors. There was no seats and we had candles. And I think there was a generator, maybe run a light or two in the bathroom. And that was one of the most memorable Christmases. We sang the kind of songs we're singing right now as a church congregation, giving thanks to God. Yeah, there's something really sweet and sacred about candlelight services. Oh, my goodness. It sure is. And there's plenty of them in our area while uh, you're celebrating Christmas. Anything else that you want to share from your heart? Anything else I would like to share from my heart? Yeah, Um, because your heart's always full. That's one of the reasons I love being around you. Because I know that you desire to walk with Christ and you desire to please the Lord, the Father, our Father. Right. And, and it is such a blessing to me, Carolyn, to, to know you and to, uh, to, to do ministry together with you, you know. Uh, and I just, I really respect you a lot. I really, I mean, you. it's real special to me that you uh, are here today. And because uh, my father just we buried my father last Friday. Sorry. And so uh, but I know where he's at. You yes, know, he's celebrating do. Christmas with Jesus. And so I'm very thankful for that. And so you're you're speaking to my heart right now. So I appreciate it so much. You too, Harry. Thank you. And I think the thing that we could do is make sure that we um, walk through this holiday season with the same love that chose to put on flesh and dwell among us. Yes, I, to- I totally agree with that. And friends, wherever you are right now, no matter where you are, uh, this Christmas, up, down, in between, you know, just know the the joy and peace of Christ is there for you, wants to connect with you. Uh, and we just want you to have a very wonderful, meaningful Christmas all in Christ. Special thanks to my friends here, Harry and Carolyn, for stopping by. I think we're going to end up the show and close out with have yourself a very Merry Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will 
Now 